You're listening to the Philly Maker Fair podcast. My name is Laura Cheneau. And I am Valerie Chiquendo. And I'm Jeremy DePrisco. We're here celebrating the creators, builders, inventors, and artists that bring their visions to life at the Philly Maker Fair. This week, we're talking with Kara Khan from Pop Up Polaroid. Hi. How are you today? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing well. Uh, Pop-Up Polaroid is a mobile photo booth and analog studio based in Philly. Um, why did you start doing this, Kara? Um, so I've been uh, photographing for like as long as I can remember. Um, and I got to a point, I was shooting digital for a really long time. And I got to a point where I just it felt really overwhelming. Um, and I had a revelation of like, it's like when was the last time I had like the most fun making images? And it was when I was a kid taking Polaroid photos. And so I picked up, um, I bought a Polaroid camera and film and then like fell deep down the rabbit hole <laughs> of um, the Polaroid world and the instant film world. Um, and it kind of spiraled from there. Awesome. How long ago was that? Well, that was like seven years ago, I guess now. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, I would have, I like got all these different, like I got all these different cameras and I would be like walking down the street photographing and people would stop me all the time and be like oh my god what's that like Mm -hmm. and so it was like taking pictures of people on the street and like giving people photos of themselves um and I realized that was not financially sustainable (laughs) (laughs) um and so I started just um on the street I would set up like a little backdrop on the street and people would stop and take photos and it just like grew and grew and grew from there. I love how you started off with digital cameras and thought to yourself, you know what, what am I really going to be enjoying now? <laughs> what should, what will I enjoy? And then the switch sounds like once you switched, you were, you know, you got more creative. It sounds like. and started. Yeah. Like- yeah. I think it's like really easy as an artist or a maker to like put yourself in a box of like, this is what I am and this is what I do and this is what I make. And it's like, when you start breaking down that box, there's like so many things open up. Um, and it's really exciting, I think. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at your website. I'm like, wow, it's just, <laughs> you're just looking and you don't want to take your eyes off of it because it's every picture is just interesting in its own way. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, it was great to look at your, your website. I'm like, give me more pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually... Um, so it's evolved even like more recently um, where I've started um, moving like, oh, cause I, so I shoot also uh, like eight by 10, the eight by 10 Polaroids. Um, and there was a lag over COVID of supplies. Mm-hmm. So there's been like a backlog where I haven't been able to get the film. And it's led me to use the eight by 10 
doing cathedral printing, um, cathedral photographs where you can make your own developer and you still get an instant photo. And it's like, you get, you make like a, um, it's like a non-toxic developer out of coffee and vitamin C. It's, it's really cool. Um, and so that's like led me into this whole new world too of making instant photographs in a, in a new way. Um, and I'm paper negative for that. Paper, yeah. It's a direct positive paper negative. Um, and it's really cool. Also, it's like just a more environmentally friendly thing to do. Also, it's a lot less plastic. Um, and I never would have made those, you know, without like mm. the whole <laughs> trajectory of pop up Polaroid. So, so what is a developer? When you say make your own developer, what is that? <laughs> Can you um, yeah. So just like how you would develop a like a negative. Um, in a dark in a dark room when you shoot eight by ten you, you develop each sheet individually um so instead of using a negative using paper that's photosensitive um and you just process it through um the developer mm. i don't know does that explain it <laughs> yeah so is it that the with a negative, it's like there's a negative that's separate from the actual picture that's made. Yeah. And in so your, when you have, yeah, your right, process exactly. is the paper is the the picture is going to be the paper that you're working with. Yeah, the picture. Yeah, that's it's the direct print. So right. instead of like making a negative and exposing it onto a piece of paper and then developing that paper, okay, you just get a one-off, um, very similar to a Polaroid. Now I see why, you, why you're having so much fun. <laughs> yeah. A lot of making. <laughs> so much making. There's so much to make. And, and you don't have to worry about finding a storage space on your hard drive to uh, store all those digital shots no. that you took. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I am definitely, I am an analog girl, so it's. I, it's also I really the sorry, negatives and the prints may take up a little more room. Physically, yeah, physically. There's definitely, yeah, lots of binders and boxes and <laughs> shelves. <laughs> we hope it's true. Um, so, uh, who do you make your Polaroids for? Who's your audience? Oh, um. Well, you know, I first and foremost, I guess I make them for myself and to keep myself sane. <laughs> um, and I have clients, I have people come um, for weddings, people for families. I photograph for bands often because um, there's so many great musicians in this city. Um, I, yeah, I worked with, actually, I worked with Red Bull this year, shooting <laughs> um, Matisse Thibault of the Sixers. That was fun. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's such any, it's a, such a niche thing that like anyone who has interest in this like very specific kind of photography can, can find me, so. It kind of, you know, it's 
professional. Let's go that way, yeah. <laughs> so is it more they find you versus you seek them out through marketing and things like that? Um, I am not the best marketing person. So I guess I to that point, it's like, because it's so in, like specific, um, I guess people like people in the city just like know that that's what I do. So it, it's easy for people to find me. Um, but yeah, I've been lucky that way having people find me. Yeah, I've heard creators and artists they typically prefer prefer it that way. Where oh yeah, <laughs> you don't have to worry about you know yeah. asking people to come and see what my work. They just yeah. Come. It's really nice. And that's why, like, I tell, I tell people often, like, make sure, you know, you know, you're doing something that like you want to do so that, you know, those, when those people find you, it's like, yeah, you're recognized for doing the thing that you like. So you're not, you don't end up spending your time, like doing things that you don't care about. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned taking pictures as a kid. What's the first time, when did you start making in whatever way you want to define that? Oh, I like can't really remember a time. And I guess that's true. You know, I spend a lot, I, I take care of kids um, as like my day job. And I think just kids naturally are always for like constantly creating and making. Um, and I like, I was like a pretty like anxious kid and like a kind of chaotic household. Um, and it was always a way for me to like, just always something for me to come back to. And that's just how it's kind of been my whole life. Um, it's been like a very like therapeutic thing for me, um, which is, I'm really grateful for, like, especially this last year as this being, I was like, I'm so grateful to have a thing that's like, this practice that I'm comfortable with that I know will help me get through like a stressful time. So, yeah. And you were at the Make a Fair, what year? What year is it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like 10 years ago. Yeah. Was like 2019. 2019. Yeah. That makes sense. And so that's when you first got involved in Make It Fair. Did you, how did, how did you learn about the Make It Fair and how did you connect with it? And how was that experience? Um, so I think, I think Laura, I think you reached out to me from, I like randomly used a hashtag on an Instagram post <laughs> and Laura found me and was like, wow, this, she, you know, thankfully thought what I was making was cool and invited me to be a part of it. And um, God, what a cool thing the Maker Fair is. <laughs> like completely I rolls. I don't even remember what the hashtag was, but I was one day just sort of randomly going through hashtags. I was like, oh, and you know, we've talked about this before because my degree's in photography and I'm a mm -hmm. lover of analog and Polaroid film. I'm old enough that analog was the only option, but <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, this is so cool. And I remember you thinking that Maker Faire wasn't an artsy thing. 
And I remember mm. being very disappointed that we had failed at some point oh, no. in not making was, art. Because yeah. to me, that's a huge part of what makes it so special is this sort of art and technology and just all types of makers coming together. So totally. I'm so glad that random hashtag you used made us Yay. meet each other on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I, my my work has actually gotten a lot more, um, for lack of a better word, like techie, um, because so I've it's such a um, like interactive. I all my work I try to make as interactive as as possible. And through COVID, I was like, oh no, <laughs> like how am I gonna do that? And um, so I got actually I just recently got into. Oh, sorry for the siren. It's okay. Um, okay um bookmaking um and zine making and arduinos and like oh cool making interactive books with arduino and i thought a lot about the maker fair and how like being around all of that technology is really inspiring tell us how that happened kind of like this getting into the bookmaking and the zines and yeah that. yeah well i was just um like i make a lot of well, like, you know, Polaroids are inherently like just an interactive way of making photographs or you like take a photo, you share them, people pass them around, you write on them. Um, and a lot of the work out, <clears throat> outside of the photo booth that I make is really interactive. And so it kind of halted, um, COVID like halted any like, all, just the way my brain works kind of, I had to be like, okay, being in a room and having people share and like physically touch things together <laughs> is like not gonna be an option for a while. Um, and so I just had to kind of rewire and think of other ways to do the same thing on like a more intimate scale. And like books are also like inherently a very like interactive um, thing. So yeah, just like, Kind of led me down that road. So you're, gonna, you're probably going to have to continue on with either option going forward. Yeah, and both. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like getting back to what I said earlier, it's kind of just like keeping breaking down the walls of like, oh, I'm not like I'm not just a photographer, and I'm not just like a you know I'm not just an installation artist, and like what does any of those things actually mean? You know, like to like keep pushing the boundaries of what all of those like titles are. It's been like a liberating thing. It's like super powerful, really. Yeah. She won't stop <laughs> making books, I guarantee you. Oh God, no. <laughs> Talk about rabbit holes. Oh my God. I don't like, if you make a book number two, you're pretty much hooked. <laughs> like if you make one and you're like, okay, that was enough. <laughs> I'm yeah. curious about the Arduino project that you mentioned. Yeah, so I'm actually, um, I got a, accepted into a residency this mm. year um, with the East Falls Zine Reading Room, mm. um, who are just really cool folks um, who make and publish zines in the city. Um, <clears throat> and my partner is a sound engineer and a musician. And so I wanted to make a book that like that incorporated sound. And so mm -hmm. he's like using like a sample machine. Yep. Um, cool. And like clips from 
videos that I've taken and then I'm doing the, the photos and we're trying to use Arduino to incorporate the tool. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Very cool. There's a lot of really good uh, sound and uh, photo modules out there and there's a lot of open source, mm. open source code to do some God. powerful stuff. Yeah. God, Arduino is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is so cool and so tiny. And you yeah. can really just like make whatever. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. And another thing that like I wouldn't have found if I, you know, wasn't like kind of backed into a corner of being like, well, how do I make these like, how do I make interactive things sustainable in this new world we live in? So. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. So you have things in common with Laura, who's a bookmaker, and Jeremy, who's a sound engineer. <laughs> <laughs> so cool, how? It's cool, yeah. Get it, yeah. <laughs> what makers inspire you? When you think oh. about, you know, people that sort of like help feed your fire. Yeah. Um, you know, it really just, it always depends on uh, the project that I'm working on. Um, but the first person that comes to mind right now, like on the topic of books specifically, um, is Keith Smith, who totally just like, I, he had a show a couple years ago at the PMA, um, and just completely broke down any ideas I had about what a book is or could potentially be. Um, he has, he just he's made books for decades um, and has like pieces that are um, deconstructed books, he calls them. <laughs> and so he'll like make books and they're not even bound. They're, they're images that are in sequence that are hung on the wall or books that are have string that go through every page with a light that hits in a certain way so that they make shadow as you flip the pages. And I just like love the idea of, I love any artist that will take a thing that we have like a concept of and like completely break it down and make you think of it in a new way. And he, um, he really like, in, like got me fired up about making books a couple years ago, so. Yeah, he's huge on my list too. <laughs> It's <laughs> so cool for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so cool. All the book binders love. He's just sort of, he really does push it. I think I have four or five books from him just on making oh, wow. books without clue. Oh, I own, it was sort of part of my pandemic journey was to finish my Keith Smith collection. Oh, wow. Like, cool. Because I've been doing a book of the week for a while. So I've been sort of playing with some of those structures nice yeah yeah he's amazing he's just intense sorry mm -hmm. oh don't be sorry <laughs> any other makers inspire you <laughs> um yeah right now and really uh for like the last 15 years um jim goldberg is another artist that i looked at there's like a couple books that I look at whenever I start a project, just no matter what. And it's um, Jim Goldberg, Raised with, Raised with Wolves, or Raised by Wolves, sorry. Um, and Robert Franks, The Americans are like just two 
photographers who forever inspire what I uh, what I make. Um, yeah. It's funny, I have, I have a book downstairs by Seth Golden is like from the corporate world and all of that, but he, he published a book that I felt was, oh my God, this is so, you know, getting, you know, going beyond the boundaries of bookmaking, but comparing that to what you're describing now, he has a book where it was like this, it was three, three or two or three feet long and another two feet, because like just a giant book. Oh, wow. With but it was very artistic, a lot of, you know, art in it and poems in it and no formal structure. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, my oh. right. But uh, there's a whole lot more. No, no, that is so cool. And like even thinking about like size of book, like you're saying how big it is, like you are dictating the way someone views something when you do that. When you make a really big, heavy book, you're forcing them to like slow down and like sit at a table where they can't just like flip through it while they stand up so there's like so many fun things to play with and you're forcing them to figure out a, an easy way to transport it when they move so, <laughs> yeah. so I, I love books and i have some that are just like like my wife loves cooking books uh and cooking cooking cuisine from all over the world so she has this one series that they're like this thick they're at least two inches thick sometimes and they're about maybe a foot by 16 inches and when we had to move those the last couple of times i'm the only thing that gives me hope is that i love when she makes something in the books you know one of the, the dishes i'm like there's a payoff here somewhere so yeah. we, we'll, we'll keep keeping these you know there's a but, good meal somewhere uh, down yeah. the road uh, cul culinaria i think is the series wow cool <clears throat> I had a, uh, so we had, sometimes we like to ask fun questions and I'm going to deviate from our script a little bit because I thought of one that you might appreciate. So um, one of our guilty pleasures, uh, my wife and I like to watch some of the ghost hunter shows and every once in a while, uh, of course they have lots of gadgets and they bring all kinds of gadgets out to record sound and, and cameras and infrared and all that kind of stuff. And I think in one of the recent ones we watched, they brought out a Polaroid and they, they were in a particular location where supposedly when they would take these Polaroids, things would show up. And I just wondered, I guess, first, if what you think of this whole phenomenon uh, and if you've ever run into anything like that or been asked to do something like that. I've never been asked to do something like that, but that sounds really fun. <laughs> I have once taken, you'll, you'll get like some weird like, light flares and stuff that sometimes you're like hmm mm -hmm. I wonder why that happened um and I was down at like a um like independence independence hall or something and I remember taking a picture and there was like a big white flare from coming from the building and uh I remember that being like oh I wonder who's in there mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's Benjamin Franklin. Maybe. <laughs> Saying hi. Yeah. <laughs> so if you had a day to do anything at all whatsoever, how would you spend it? Oh, wow. What a good question. Um, I've been spending a lot of time in my garden, in my backyard. Um so definitely 
that. <laughs> I've been starting to think that like gardens are were, like the original art installation. <laughs> so um, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time there and it makes me really happy. Um, and I don't know, I guess playing around in my stew, doing tinkering around with something probably. <laughs> So, so gardening, is it something you picked up recently or had you always kind of sort of been into it? I've always kind of sort of been into it. Um, I've definitely been thinking about it a lot differently recently where I'm like, I'm just starting to notice like there's a lot of things that I do that I approach the same way I approach it. I approach my art practice and it's so it's kind of like blurring the lines a little bit of like gardening for me is like a thing I do where I'm like hmm like I wonder if I put this here and I do this like what will happen <laughs> like, who knows um which is kind of it just feels really similar of like being in the studio so I've kind of been approaching it as like a as making art in the same way um and it's been really really fun really fun <laughs> How about what is a superhero power you would like? And why? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> Tuffy. <laughs> a superhero, probably talking to living, like other living things, like animals and plants. <laughs> I think wow. it would be like so cool. I love that. I've never heard that before. Never, so. Yeah, it's original. <laughs> I have I've had dreams lately where like whales have been talking to me in my dreams and I was like, want more. I want more <laughs> all the time. <laughs> what do they say? What do they say? Oh, it's sad, actually. <laughs> They're like, help. Um. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> through the dreams it'll happen <laughs> yeah I'm trying to think what that superhero's name would be mm. <laughs> Kara <laughs> yeah. the, the plant whisperer Ooh, yeah the plant whisperer <clears throat> there's actually a really cool raw doll short story I think called the sound machine where someone makes a machine where they can hear plants uh -huh. and like he's horrified because he turns it on and there's like a guy like chopping down a tree with an axe oh. and like someone pruning the roses and they all start like screaming in different tones <laughs> anyway <laughs> no i remember that one <laughs> i read all those all those oh stuff. they're so good. i was that kid you know like you read one by an author and then you read everything yeah, else and totally. the whole library so no, i remember that one also, Doctor Doolittle comes to mind. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, his whole you know, like those books were great. Yeah, totally. Because of that, nice. Yeah. I think I love that though. At animals differently now. Mm. <laughs> what are they trying to say to me? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking to see if Romana was going to say something on cue that time. I would. My cat sometimes likes to speak. Oh. Up. <laughs> Not taking the bait. Not taking the bait. <laughs> Would have been cute. <laughs> well, 
Okay, I'm gonna ask, um, when you were a kid, what did you want to be? Did you know? <gasps> um, I don't remember. I think there was at one point I wanted to be like a dolphin trainer or something. <laughs> and then in high school, I wanted to be a, a filmmaker. That was like the first thing I remember being like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. We just asked the question, not that, uh, you know, it's it's more of uh, just curiosity on our Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good question. <laughs> what is a boring fact about yourself? Oh. <laughs> a boring one? Oh. Um. Hmm. I am <laughs> sure there's like a million. Uh, I don't know. I love that. I love uh, nerdy sci-fi. I don't know. <laughs> Binging Battlestar Galactica right now. <laughs> the, the original or the remake? Oh, the remake. Oh. Are you doing all the little like offshoot bits? Like <laughs> no, but the, I like, know little web series. I know when like... I finish, I'm definitely digging in because it's <laughs> so good. <laughs> good one, really. Is. It's so good. I made it to season four, and I'm like, <laughs> <sighs> so what question do you wish we had asked you? Oh. Oh, nothing I can think of. I don't know. <laughs> you guys ask so many good questions. How about any questions you have for the maker community? Oh, yeah. Um, are you guys going to put on a in-person maker fair in the near future? We want to. <laughs> we hope so. As things open up, we are, uh, you know, hoping to return fall. I nice. It's funny, we were just talking about it before you joined and wondering what the guidelines are from, you know, the Philadelphia. Yeah, they change every day. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's changing so much, but we're getting, hoping we'll do it. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm excited. I think it's a really, it's a really special, special thing that happened. <laughs> so what's next for pop-up Polaroid? What's your next goal? Oh, b -b -b boy. Um, kind of just like, like just within the past week, things have been like, all, like I'm catching up on all of the, um, all of the dates I had set in 20 in 2020 that got pushed back um so i'm kind of just right now you know playing catch up and then working on all the all the other little side projects i have um yeah i just started a hydroponic garden too so i'm figuring that out <laughs> it's like another little art project of mine I'm trying to get into like um solar 
I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> it's a big, big, wide world of making stuff out here. <laughs> it is. That I find that, at least in the conversations we've had, a lot of that where it's, I don't know what I'll do next, but I'm, I'm definitely going to be, you know, you morph from something to another to another. And it's just, you know, as it comes, you take it and you do it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and like working with analog, it's just a really cool time to be making stuff. Cause like you have access to, you know, centuries of making and like this whole new world that's bursting open of like the, the future and the potential of making. And you can like, you know, mix 19th century alternative processes with like, I don't know, laser cutting machines and, you know, digital embroidery machines. And it's like, make something completely new. It's really exciting. <laughs> Where can people learn more about you? Oh, um, I'm on Instagram at pop-up Polaroid um, and popuppolaroid.com. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Um, no, I would say uh, check out the East Falls Zine Reading Room too. Um, they're doing a lot of cool work and you can support um, our residency and there's another residency um, with a Patreon subscription. I'm sorry, what was that called again? The East Falls Zine Reading Room. Okay, thanks. On their Patreon, you can support um, yeah, our residency there. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is great. Yeah, thank you guys so much. It's so lovely talking to you. And go get yeah. back to making pictures. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>Thank you for listening to the Fully Make a Fair podcast. We're streaming on all platforms, so join us each week. Learn more about today's podcast at fullymakeaffair.com. We're social, so keep in touch. You can find us on Twitter as PHLMake. Also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Pinterest as Fair. all one word. See you, See you next, next week. week.